Sound of 2020 with Richard Kingsman. album which is around at the moment which I'm absolutely loving is the debut from the London band Sorry. This is a single which they actually put out about 18 months ago now. It's on the record as well. The record is called 925 and two main members of Sorry are Asher and Louie and they're longtime friends. They met at high school and pretty much developed a friendship there and then and started collaborating on the music scene. It's been a bit of a slow build for Sorry. They've been going for about five, six years. So this debut album hasn't come out of nowhere, but it's a really great, interesting alternative indie guitar record but it's not just a guitar record there's lots of other little elements going on there's a bit of trip hop in there there's some jazz influence as well they're really kind of stretching what indie rock can be on this record i reckon so i'm gonna catch up with louis from sorry in just a moment play you some more of the music from this record and have a chat about their background and what they're trying to do on the music scene London band Sorry, who have just put out their brand new album, their debut album as well. Louis, welcome to Triple J. I think this is the first time we've actually had a chance to speak to you. Yeah, first time. Thanks for having me. No worries. Congratulations on this record. Must be pretty strange, though, to have worked so hard on this record the last few years and put it out into the world and you can't do anything much about it in terms of playing live. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. Obviously, unprecedented, so I don't really know how to feel feel about it, but... You know, it's good. All the reaction from online has been good, so... People are really liking this record. It's getting some really great reviews, and it is, it's an excellent record. It's, re, it's really sort of like a, a standout, even though there's been some terrific records coming through from all sorts of English and UK bands the last couple of years. Yeah. This, one is re, so this one is really cutting through. Let's, let's go into a little bit of the history of the band because it's not like an overnight story. Uh, the story no. about you and Asher kind of goes way back in time. Take us back to when you guys first met. Yeah, so Asher and I met in secondary school when we were about 11 or 12. Yeah, we became friends first and kind of played a bit of music in school, but nothing serious. We we both used to make just songs on the computer and then um, upload them onto SoundCloud and we would both listen to each other's SoundCloud and then I guess at one point just decided to, to merge those two together and, and form a band, yeah. Okay. So you were doing individual stuff. Did you see eye to eye, though, on musical influences? Did you bond initially over certain bands? Yeah, definitely. Because we because we basically grew up together, we, we you know, you kind of went through the same angsty teenage phases together and stuff. We discovered the same bands together. Give us some examples of which bands. Well, you know, at the start, 
you know, obvious stuff like Nirvana and Elliot Smith and Radiohead. But then we kind of, Ash also loves this artist called Danny Schmidt. He's a big influence of hers. Well, things change fast. This too shall pass. Better carve it on your forehead or tattoo it on your ass. But then we, yeah, kind of branched out a bit and went a bit left field. It's a wild Stuff like Arthur Russell and um, Portishead. And I'm li- I've been listening to a lot of Nina Simone recently. Kind of went into like that kind of old, f- old fashioned, like jaunty, jaunty stuff. Don't you see me down here praying? But the Lord said. Yeah, she was amazing. She had an amazing voice. Yeah, really amazing. When you guys started singing, speaking of voices, when you guys started singing together, did you kind of feel like there was a real good chemistry there as well? Yeah, well, Asher always had it. I think my voice was kind of, as teenage boys' voices go, it, it kind of went through a bit of a, a phase. But I think gradually over the, over the time, like singing together really helped them. But yeah, Asher, Asher always had a good voice. I had to grow into my voice a bit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the juxtaposition of the two, when you listen back to it, do you kind of like the way that they both play off each other? It's always, yeah, we've always been like interested in that idea. It's like, it's kind of like just adds another level to to the songwriting, kind of using our, our voices like instruments or something, you know, being, being able to like have a, have a lower voice and a higher voice. Yeah, like you said, play off each other. So you guys were doing stuff on SoundCloud individually and then you started doing stuff, you know, together. So how long ago was that that the first maybe, you know, the first Sorry song that you guys did together went up on SoundCloud? How long ago? Um, That would have been five years ago now, maybe six. And at the start there there was kind of interest, but but then then it all kind of died down. I think people at the start were like, oh, they're good, but they need to, you know, work on it a bit, which which is good. But, yeah, at the start, there was some interest and then we kind of just got into like the nitty gritty of being in a band, you know, like playing gigs every other night a week at awful venues around London and, and stuff like that. Doing the well, hard, not awful, but... Yeah, but doing, yeah. doing the hard slog, playing to kind of like 10 people in a room. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you were initially called Fish and then you kind of changed your name because, the you know, there was another owner of that name. Did you come up with the name yeah. Sorry basically to say, I'm sorry for nicking the name Fish in the first place? Well, in a way, I mean... We we kind of were strapped for ideas for thinking for a name uh, of a name, so it was kind of like we were at the end of the, our tether with it. We're like, oh, let's just. And Asher was sitting in a pub one day, and and I think just looked at at the door of a toilet. It just said "sorry" out of order, and she texted me, being like, "Why don't we? Why?" why don't we call ourselves sorry and i was like that's a ridiculous name for a band <laughs> but maybe it's quite funny it's very british i think 
<laughs> well, there's lots of bands around at the moment with the, just the single word. Um, sorry is one of those names that if you put it into a search engine, you always got to put band next to it. Otherwise, you just don't, yeah. you just don't get anything. So searching for it's a bit weird. But it's kind of, yeah. so, you know, sorry is kind of like, a, it, because a lot of people have been reviewing this record and talking about the emotional content, you know, what you guys are writing about lyric-wise. Sorry kind of fits mm. into the theme, I think, that a lot of people are seeing of this band. Interestingly, they've kind of seen you as maybe poking fun at rock and roll and being a little bit sarcastic and cynical. Uh, some of the stuff comes across as pretty sincere to me. How do you see the song? Yeah. Right? How do you see the songwriting? Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's what we kind of wanted to, to be able to to write. Kind of, I don't know if I, ironic is, but kind of like tongue in cheek lyrics with with some of them. So, and then also reference like older stuff. So I think that kind of comes across a bit, yeah, sarcastic, but. Yeah, we all. It's also it always comes from a sincere place. If that makes sense. Yeah. So when you throw in maybe a lyric from another band or whatever, you're not taking the Mickey out of them. You're kind of just referencing because you grew up listening to them. Yeah, exactly. And also, I don't know. There's, I guess, there's something we find quite funny about just being so blatant about the re the references and stuff. It's very interesting, especially for a debut record. When your first track on the record is right round the clock, and you actually take a, <laughs> take a section of a you know huge Tears for Fears song and put that in there, and it works really yeah. well. It doesn't, you know, you kind of hear it and go, "Hang on a second, I know that lyric." Um, did you yeah. have to? How hard was clearing that sort of stuff? Um, we 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 had we definitely had to get clearance for it. The guy, I've forgotten his name now. Roland. Um, yeah, Roland, that's it, was like, well, if you didn't use the lyrics and you wouldn't have to give me any royalty for it. <laughs> but, so I didn't. I don't think he, he really got the point of it. But. <laughs> yeah, it just changed the words because the melody, yeah, the, the, yeah. It's, it's the lyric, not so much the melody or the music. Yeah. But there's also like a there's like a horn part which we which we stole from it, but I don't think he heard that. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Let's not tell him. Okay, we've no. got we've got Louis from the London band. Sorry with us. Uh, the album nine two five or nine hundred and twenty five. We might get into how you actually say it in a moment. But let's hear perfect, which is also uh, a great moment from this record. We'll talk a little bit more about this in just a tick. Oh,
Uh, that song, actually, from what I understand, that's one of your older songs. That one goes back a bit in time, does it? Yeah, that's a really old Probably one of the oldest songs on the album. We kind of fall in and out of love with that song, but it holds a special place in all our hearts. Why do you... What is it? You're just a bit sick of it? A bit over it? Yeah, a bit over it, I would say. It's a good song. But I saw... Well, thanks. <laughs> Wait until... <laughs> if you still think that in five years... Then... <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. With, with that track, if you can cast your mind way back to when you and Asher kind of wrote it, seems to me anyway lyrically it's kind of, kind of like asking the question what's the perfect partner anyway everyone's looking for the perfect partner but what's the what really is the perfect partner is it something like that yeah it's kind of like a it's kind of like a conversation within yourself about yeah questioning stuff like that because we can all have the ideals in our head but matching that up to reality is something very different yeah, exactly. And if you, have you guys got a very high benchmark? Do you tend to discard a lot of material because it just isn't sort of working for you? Yeah, we do, yeah. We've got loads of songs, thousands of songs on our computer that are kind of three quarters of the way there, but then we've given up on. Or we'll listen back, we'll listen back to in two months and think, what, what, what will we... What were we thinking? Yeah, exactly. I I actually did want to just quickly ask you as well, because it's been such a long build-up to a debut album, you know, there's been years of work putting into, you know, the crafting of these songs. How do you feel about the future? Because, you know, it's a cliche, but that second album can sometimes be a bit of a a burden because of all the years that you've had to prepare for your first one. Yeah, you know, before the album came out, I was... uh, I didn't really think about I wasn't daunt. I was thinking about it, but I didn't think it would be daunting at all. But now that the debut's out, I am a little bit daunted by it. But I think we just we like once we start writing songs, we can kind of get into get into it a bit. Mm, well, you got plenty. You got plenty of time to do that now, don't you? Plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> are you able to see each other? Are you able to? I don't know how bad the lockdown is. Are you able to go around to her place and work on stuff? No, no, we're not. Sadly, actually. We kind of do it over the computer a bit. Like Ash will send me send me a song and I'll work on it a bit. But and is that working okay? Yeah, it's not as good as the real thing. Much like most human interaction. <laughs> yeah, you know, you kind of got to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, look, Louis from English band. Sorry, thanks for spending time with us talking about your debut record. The title of the record I read as Nine to Five, like a bit of a play on like a nine to five job. Is it 925? What's the significance of the title of the album? So it's 925 is when um, Silver's reached, has just reached, um, like, has when, a, sorry, it's when a like, bit of jewellery has just reached silver. So it's like, you know, you'd say 13 karat gold or something. Mm. It's like kind of that same thing with silver. And 92%, 92.5% silver is kind of imperfect, but perfect silver. Mm. So we kind of liked that idea that it was like a debut album and it was kind of there but also a little bit imperfect and a little bit rough around the edges. Wow, interesting. Um, did, did you kind of discover that fact about Silver? Yeah, no, well, we thought about it before. Asher's, Asher's dad is an, art, is an artist and, and her, she, they sometimes make, like, jewellery together. So I, I think it came from there. Interesting. I never knew that fact. That's kind of curious. All right. So that kind of makes yeah. sense then into the way that you kind of view your music. Did you guys? Did you guys start uni as well? That was another thing. I, I thought maybe you might have, you might have had a geological uh, background at, <laughs> at uni, knowing that fact. Did you guys do uni at all? 
No, I wasn't. I was pretty bad at school, but Asha almost went. Asha almost went to uni, but then w- there was a moment when when kind of sorry was up in the air, but she decided to stay in London. Luckily, good move. All right, and uh, I think I hope it's worked out for the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm liking the record. If that if that counts or anything, yeah. Uh, let's hear one more track. I really like the song "As the Sun Sets." Once again, we were kind of talking about like the cynical nature or the ironic nature. I hear this is a pretty sincere moment from the record. Can what can you tell us about this song "As the Sun Sets"? Yeah, I I, I definitely agree with you. It's definitely yeah a sincere song. It's one of my favourites as well from the album. Me and Asha wrote that song on a really hot, like, sultry summer's day, and I think that kind of comes across in the song and kind of wrote it in sections. And it, it always kind of reminds me of, you know, like, of a day coming to conclusion. And a good day too. Yes, and a good day. Yeah. A wonderful day. A wonderful day. <laughs> a perfect day, as Lou Reed once said. Yeah. Oh, okay, excellent. It is a good moment from the record. So good luck with the year ahead. Hopefully some stage when everything sorts itself out, we might see you playing live in Australia for the first time. Yeah, we'd love to come to Australia, fingers crossed. Excellent. Good to talk to you, Louis. All the best. You too. that the two voices combine on this record. They've just got such great qualities, very different, but they just mesh together perfectly. So Louie and Asha are the two vocalists and the songwriters and the major members of the London London band. Sorry, and that's another moment from their great debut album, which is only a week or two old. It's called 925. As the Sun Sets is the name of that track from the record. And Louie having a chat to me before that... Twenty twenty, the world of new music. 